0: What's good? What's good? Welcome into Scout Team Sports. I am your host Devalian, and in this episode we are going to cover the NFC 2022 draft picks for each team. want to give a big shout out to all my subscribers. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to support uh, this podcast. Uh, shout out to Anchor for this opportunity for this partnership uh, that is the initial app in which uh I am with as far as the podcast, of course, uh broadcast amongst uh different various platforms, uh but anchor starts as the main one. Uh but again this is Devaling with Scout Team Sports, and we are going to cover uh the NFL draft already done, the AFC, and this episode is the NFC here. We're going to start off in the NFC West, starting off with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Breaking news, breaking news, uh, the uh, Cardinals wide-star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games uh, due to testing positive for PEDs. Um, Yeah, and it makes sense because uh, in the first round, their first round draft pick, they traded uh, for the Ravens, Hollywood Brown. So Hollywood Brown on his way to Arizona in exchange for the Cardinals first round pick, which is why the Cardinals did not choose anybody in the first round. So of course, you know, you've got the need, um, because of, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, leaving for free agency, uh, uh, in free agency. And now with, um, DeAndre Hopkins, being suspended for the first six games of the upcoming season, uh, sore, sore, sore need at wide receivers. So the Cardinals, uh, in essence, uh, get a wide receiver with their first-round pick. They just didn't draft anybody. They traded for a wide receiver. So Hollywood Brown come is on his way to Arizona uh, for much-needed depth at the wide receiver core for the Arizona Cardinals. Starting with their second round pick, they get Trey McBride, tied in out of Colorado State. Uh, in round three, they get Cameron Thomas, defensive end, San Diego State, Oh mater. And uh, then we get, uh, also in round three, Majai Sanders, edge rusher out of Cincinnati. Round six, they get Keontae Ingram, running back out of USC. Round six again, they get Lechitis Le- 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 Smith. Uh, guard out of Virginia Tech, uh, and then three round seventers: Christian Matthew, defensive back out of Valdosta State; uh, Jesse Lukita, linebacker out of Penn State; and Marquise Hayes, guard out of Oklahoma. Of course, to me, their most important pick is going to be who they traded their first round pick for, which is Hollywood Brown, uh, to fill out that wide receiver core. And I would have thought that even another wide receiver would have been good measure for them, seeing as what's going on with them. Um, another wide receiver, perhaps in the second, or third round. I do understand that you also had to replace um, you also had to replace Chandler Jones uh, for leaving and departing uh, in free agency. But again, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. You don't know how he's going to be. Uh, you know he's older. Uh, so injuries are more prone you don't know how he's going to be when he gets back you've got hollywood brown um and no christian kirk i would have thought at least another wide receiver would have been of good measure uh as far as um the cardinals draft picks are concerned um but nonetheless um they only get hollywood brown for their first round pick in a trade and no other wide receivers there um If I had to give a second place, of course, I'd say replacing Chandler Jones and they get uh, Cameron Thomas defensive end out of San Diego State and then Majai Sanders edge rusher out of Cincinnati. So those would be to me their two uh, most important pickups uh, if I had to, you know, if I had to pick one. So that that that's what it's going to be for moving forward. For uh, the Cardinals, on top of that, the whole um, Kyler Murray holdout. Uh, so, yeah, quite a few issues on offense for the Cardinals. Uh, and they've got to deal with this during the offseason uh, and, and make sure that they're putting together something like a competitive team come the fall. Um, but moving on, we got the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, of course, we uh, going with the big trade, trading away. um Russell Wilson, uh, and kind of like in a rebuilding mode, if you will. Um, one would think, uh, one would think that, you know, a quarterback would be top priority here. Um, but they didn't pick up a quarterback. Uh, and, and, and I think maybe just they, they realize That uh, maybe they just didn't, you know, as far as their wide receivers, I mean the wide receivers, the quarterbacks that were available this draft, maybe they just didn't have any confidence in them, any faith at all. I would have thought that maybe you at least pick up a backup for Drew Locke, one that you can have as a project and kind of test him out and see how he does. You never know Um, if you get somebody who's better than Drew Locke. I really don't think that's a difficult task. It's really not going to be that hard for some, some young rookie to possibly come up and shore up and play better and outplay, even in just the preseason alone, Drew Locke. So why wouldn't you get a quarterback? It's beyond me. So again, the mentality of certain teams, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But you can tell it's not, even if it was in the past, which it was in the past for Seattle, but you can tell right now it's not uh, about winning championships and building a champion. So uh, with their first pick, uh, pick nine overall, they get Charles Cross, uh, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Good pickup, you know, because of uh, uh, their trade with um, uh, their trade with Denver. Um, but again, no quarterback. I, mean, I think there was a quarterback that you could have gotten, uh, and he happened to drop all the way down to the third round, um, going to the Titans. Uh, and then even even still, you could have gotten Kenny Smith before Pittsburgh. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, before Pittsburgh got him, and he didn't do that. So go figure with the Seahawks. But anyway, they get in round two. They get Boye Maffey, edge rusher out of Minnesota. Uh, round two again, Kenneth Walker the third, running back out of Michigan State. Round three, Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle out of Washington State. Uh, round four. Kobe Bryant uh spelled with a C. Uh and uh cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh round five, they get Tariq Woolen, cornerback out of Texas, San Antonio. Round five, Tyreek Smith, edge rusher out of Ohio State. Round seven, Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers. And round seven again, Dariq Young, wide receiver out of Lenore Ryan. Uh so again, um, if if I'm having to pick one, uh, one that is you know the best pickup for them, um, you know I really can't say. I mean, yeah, you know they 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 need to strengthen a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit everywhere. But um, I have to say this is a kind of a failure for not getting a quarterback. You know that position has to be taken care of. You cannot tell me that you as even as Pete Carroll or whoever. Um, whoever else is in that war room um, yeah, and you know who they are as far as owner, the GM and, and whatnot that you could tell me that everybody was like "Oh, we don't need a quarterback, we're going to be good with Drew Locke, like come on man they, they just don't nah I, yeah, okay, I'm moving on, I'm moving on I really am moving on because it, it, just, it really does no good it really does no good to be frustrated with them um, for not doing what I think is best for the team they do what they want to do, go ahead Fine. Next, we're on to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, to me, uh, they're, uh, right off the bat, um, you see all the uh, controversy with um, Debo Samuel and wanting a big contract and him trying to see if he can get traded somewhere else. So obviously, to me, I think wide receiver is the greatest need because they're going with Trey Lance moving forward as far as a quarterback. Um, so to me, that was the greatest need, um, but we start off in round two, our first selection in round two, um, and that is Drake Jackson, edge rusher out of USC, round three, they get Tyrion Davis Price running back out of LSU, round three, Danny Gray, wide receiver out of SMU, um, round four. Uh, Spencer Buford, guard out of Texas San Antonio. Round 5 Samuel Womack, cornerback out of Toledo. Round 6 Nick Zakelge offensive tackle out of Fordham. Round 6 Kalia Davis, defensive tackle out of UCF. Round 6 again, Tariq Castro-Fields, cornerback out of Penn State. And round 7 Brock Purdy, quarterback out of Iowa State. Now, Okay, I get you know wanting to uh, you know possibly shore up or add depth at the uh, quarterbacks position, but you did um, you know are getting rid of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and don't really want him, and uh, you know you're rocking with Trey Lance with Debo Samuel uh, wanting to leave because he does, he wants his big contract. Uh, I would think the most important pickup for them is uh, is Danny Gray. I was going to say Trey Lance. <laughs> Danny Gray, wide receiver out of SMU. Because if Debo doesn't want to be there and you you don't want to pay him, so eventually he's not going to be there, um, uh, you, you're going to need to replace him. The same thing that the Titans did uh, with getting a wide receiver. Just thought that they probably would have gotten a wide receiver as early as possible, meaning uh, in the second round uh, since they didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, but... Um, I would think that that's the most important pickup, and they're going to have to hope that Danny Gray turns out and produces something nice and something wonderful uh, because Trey Lance is not going to have a number one uh, moving forward. Uh, If you lose Debo Samuel, you don't have a number one, and on top of that, Debo Samuel was used in so many different ways um, that it's hard to just call him a true number one wide receiver if he's not going to be available uh, half the time as a wide receiver and being used as a running back so I really am puzzled with the Niners there that they didn't at least I would have thought they would have gotten maybe two to three wide receivers wide receiver heavy draft why not go ahead and stock up switch should shit done anyway most important pickup I would think is round three Danny Gray wide receiver out of SMU Next, we're moving on to the Super Bowl champions. I don't like saying defending because you can't defend a title that's not available for you to lose. So, we're saying last year's Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. And, of course, because of their uh, trades um previous years, also involving Matthew Stafford and whatnot, uh, they don't have a pick until the third round. So, we start with... Round three, guard Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin. Uh, in round four, they get to the Kobe Durant, cornerback uh, out of South Carolina State. Round five, they get Kyron Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. Uh, round six, they get Quentin Lake, uh, hybrid safety out of UCLA. Round six again, Darion Kendrick, cornerback out of Georgia. Round seven, Daniel Hardy, defensive end, Montana State. Uh, round seven again, Russ Yeast, hybrid safety out of Kansas State. And round seven again, AJ Akuri, offensive tackle out of Michigan State. Um, one of, not a, a, a totally complete team, but I would say one of the most complete teams, uh, the last year's Super Bowl champions, that being the Los Angeles Rams. I would say their most important pickup is. Um, in round five actually Kyron Williams running back out of Notre Dame I think for uh, for all intents and purposes that was their Achilles heel Um, not being able to run the football in the Super Bowl was tough but that was a lot that had a lot to do uh, with the Bengals uh, defensive line and defensive front they were just doing an excellent exceptional job but just running game in general even throughout the playoffs was a little bit of a struggle uh, for the Rams uh, and they need more help moving forward in the running game now you know with offensive linemen you know mainly being concerned about passing and and less running uh, that's going to need to change I've uh, I've been saying it and will continue to say it offensive linemen need to be more balanced they need to be just as good of run blockers as they are pass blockers um, but um, Cam Akers uh, you know that fumble against Tampa Bay that really could have come back to bite them in the sense that all uh, if that game would have went to overtime uh, after uh, Indominus Sue got that fumble, that strip fumble, and the Bucs got the ball back, scored a touchdown, and tied it up. Um, had it not been for the heroics of Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, and that thing would have went to overtime. The Bucs probably would have won the game and moved on. So, <clears throat> I think that you need better running backs. You need better running game than Cam Akers. And um, from what looks like um, a less than what he was, Sony Michelle. Um, so, I really do think you need to shore up your running game and especially your running back core. So, I'm going to say that Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame, was the most important pickup for the Rams. Because they need to get better at running back. Next, we are moving on. That will conclude. That will uh, seal up the NFC West there. Next, we're going to go to the NFC Norris, as Chris Berman would say. Old school Chris Berman would say. We're going to go to the NFC North here. And we're going to start with the Detroit Lions. whom uh, many mock drafts had speculated that with their second pick uh, that they would get uh, a quarterback Um, because it was um, was a lot of rumors, a lot of talk that uh, Jared Goff was not the answer. Lo and behold, they don't even get a quarterback at all in the draft. Um, I will say that even last year, as bad as they were, Jared Goff played, played well. Um so although they might want a different quarterback or a franchise quarterback moving forward uh their quarterback was not their greatest need because Jared Goff for what he had to work with and the caliber of quarterback that he is he did well he did it wasn't great but he did well he got again that team to was able to score at certain at certain games 30 plus points to at least be competitive to win football games but because their defense couldn't stop uh, the wind at all. Um, that's why they lost a lot of games. Um, but uh, he, uh, the quarterback was not the most glaring need, although, um, you know, for the most part, they probably didn't consider him a franchise quarterback when it come, came to trading for Matthews, uh, trading him away uh, for him and trading away Matthew Stafford. But nonetheless, um, I think their most important pickup was, of course, their first overall pick second pick in the draft which is Aiden Hutchinson defensive end out of Michigan Uh, look you keep uh, a guy in state uh, as playing his ball in Michigan and now he's going to play pro ball in Detroit Michigan Uh, and I think that is the most important pickup uh, because of how bad the defense was last year you get that defense uh, to be able to make a couple stops uh, in a couple drives late in the game and you're probably putting a couple more W's in uh your uh win column uh in the season because the uh, Lions offense was not completely not spectacular but somewhat competitive overall uh but their defense couldn't stop anybody so that is their most important pickup we'll go ahead and round out the rest of the picks here second uh Pick in the first round, they get Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. That'll be good for Jared Goff to throw to. In round two, they get Joshua Pascal, defensive end out of Kentucky, uh, beefing up even more that defensive line. Uh, Kirby Joseph in the third round, uh, uh, safety hybrid, out of Illinois. Uh, Round five, James Mitchell, tight end out of Virginia Tech. Round six. Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker out of Oklahoma State. Round six again, James Houston, edge rusher out of Jackson State University. Also where I went for graduate school. So go JSU Tigers with their head coach, Prime Primetime Sanders. Greatest quarterback of all time. Better be out, you guys. And then uh, round seven, Chase Lucas, cornerback, Arizona State. Uh, I'm going to say again, their best pickups, their biggest pickups, most important pickups were all of their edge rushers. Um, you have to be better on that defensive line. If you're not going to control the the, the the line of scrimmage, uh, you're going to be in a world of hurt regardless of how good your linebackers and cornerbacks and safeties are. So I'm going to say Aiden Hutchinson, uh, defensive end out of Michigan, Joshua Pascal, defensive end out of Kentucky, and then James Houston, edge rusher out of Jackson State University, straight. What? boy! Watch Jackson State gonna start getting higher draft picks. Right? Watch, watch what prime time is gonna do out there. And all you NFL teams, you better be going and, and scouting out them, them Jackson State players too. Be holding out and only going to Mississippi State and in uh, Old Miss. Yeah, I said it. Sticking up from my own other alma mater prime time. That's right. Anyway, we're moving on. We're going on to the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Vikings. Um they re signed Kirk Cousins, which I didn't think that they were gonna do just because, you know, they didn't like the fact that he wasn't vaccinated. Um, And and that whole deal. And I I guess I would have thought that they were going to, um, you know, they were going to seek a new direction, different direction, whatnot. But lo and behold, they re-sign them. And they don't pick up another quarterback in the draft. So uh, that's who they're rolling with, surprisingly. Uh, But we'll go through their draft picks as well. in the first round, they take Lewis or sign uh, safety hybrid out of Georgia. Round two, Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson. Round two again Ed Ingram guard out of LSU. Round three, Brian Asamoa, linebacker out of Oklahoma. Round four, Akaleb Evans, cornerback out of Missouri. Round five is Essezi Otemewo. And I'm trying that one time only. Defensive end out of Minnesota. Round 5, Ty Chandler, running back out of North Carolina. Round 6, Viridian Lowe, offensive tackle out of Illinois. Round 6, Jalen Naylor, wide receiver out of Michigan State. And round 7, Nick Muse, tight end out of South Carolina. Uh, I definitely think uh, that their defensive pickups... Um, were the best, and we'll go with Lewis Sign, uh, safety hybrid out of Georgia. Um, I would think, I thought that um, for the most part, you know, they they seem to always uh, lately have able to at least take one from the Packers um, per year, even though it still isn't enough to get them into the playoffs, but um, their offense, to me, keeps them in games. It's their defense that can't do enough, uh, not enough. Um, So definitely, uh, you can see that they definitely went defensive heavy and proud of them for doing that and addressing, to me, their greatest, not their only, but their greatest need uh, with the top half of their draft being defensive heavy and then them going more toward offense on the bottom half of their draft picks. Um, so to me, their biggest pickups, um, safety, uh, Lewis sign, uh safety hybrid out of Georgia. Of course, you know, a lot of... Uh, Georgia players got selected, got drafted this year. Um, so I'm gonna say that's the most important pickup. And I'll also include the rest of the defensive picks in rounds one through four uh being their most important pickups for them uh moving forwards. So that's the picks for the Minnesota Vikings. Next. Let's see here, we are going to get to. We're gonna move okay as soon as you Stop buffering and refurbish here. I want to appreciate all of my subscribers, by the way. You are listening to Scout Team Sports. Uh, I am your host, Devalian, And we are moving right along here to the Chicago Bears. And we start with, in the second round for them ah boy wide receiver heavy draft and you're waiting until the third round to get a wide receiver I I don't get it the first two you had two picks in the second round and you go defense both times I look hey this is another one where I just throw my hands up and yet they got Justin Fields and it's a feel good type of thing just because of what I see from Justin Fields himself but I just think he's in such a bad position because he's on a team that, still for the life of me, I don't understand why they they just, they, it's like they look at offense as just not nearly as important as defense. They're both important. There's not one that's more important than the other. But I guess they think just because they got a franchise quarterback that that's enough and they're going to win low-scoring games on their way to a championship. I, beyond me it really is beyond me wide receiver heavy draft why would you not stock up on wide receivers whatever else you want to get especially defensively you can wait till round five but they're both their picks in round two should have been wide receivers along with their third pick which was a wide receiver but that's not enough you know that every single draft pick is not going to work out so with a wide receiver heavy draft Stock up on wide receivers, maybe you get at least one, if not two, diamonds in the rough. Why would you not do that? Moving on. Picks are round two, pick seven, Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington, round two again. Jaquan Brisker, hybrid safety out of Penn State. Round three, Vellis Jones, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Round 5, Braxton Jones, offensive tackle out of Southern Utah State. Round 5 again, Dominique Robinson, edge rusher out of Miami, Ohio. Round 6, Zach Thomas, guard out of San Diego State, alma mater, the Aztecs. Round 6 again, Treston Ebner, running back out of Baylor. Round 6 again, Doug Kramer, center out of Illinois. Round 7, Jatire Carter. Uh, guard out of Southern University shout out to another HBCU Um, round seven again Elijah Hicks defensive back out of Cal Uh, and then round seven again Trenton Gill punter out of NC State of course you know what I'm going with their most important pickup is Vellis Jones wide receiver out of Tennessee but disappointed that the both of their picks in the second round were not wide receivers also and we finally round out the NFC Norris with the Green Bay Packers. Of course, you know what they did and what they didn't do, <laughs> which was uh they signed Aaron Rodgers at fifty million a year and did not keep Devontae Adams. So of course, you know their glaring need uh was wide receiver. Look, we're we're done with the speculation. We already know. Look, you, you had to know. Here's one of my frat brothers, uh one of my frat brothers' interesting takes. He says that Aaron Rodgers knew what he was doing. He was just gonna take the money and then just once he retires, and he could retire any of those years that he getting he's getting the fifty million dollars, uh get back at the Packers for never taking a wide receiver in the first round. And once he retires, just leave them in shambles and then they're left to rebuild for the for many years to come uh because if Jordan Love doesn't really have any good weapons uh to throw to then what's he going to do? You know, you know that uh Aaron Rodgers has been doing uh more with less for years, but what is Jordan Love going to do with less? Uh even if Jordan Love is even there uh in the next couple of years. Uh but um you knew it was going to happen. Two first round picks one given to them by, via the Las Vegas Raiders for uh trading and trading away uh, Devontae Adams. And in the first round with two picks, they don't get a wide receiver. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm done with the speculation. Why would they not? Look, look, we talked about that three years ago. I'm done talking about it. It's almost like they told Aaron, okay, Aaron, we're going to give you $50 million to shut up. We're going to give you $50 million and we're not going to pick a, a wide receiver in the first round and deal with it. Like seriously, like whoever is running the Packers, they don't have one owner cuz they're the only uh, publicly owned um franchise in the NFL, they're owned by the city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, whoever is uh whoever is the decision makers by committee, uh they they got something against wide receivers. They really do. They they seriously do. They got something against wide receivers. I guess they were like, we don't want no divas. Uh, Aaron Rodgers can produce more with less. So we'll give him the very minimum. And I think Aaron's to the point where he's like, you know what? I don't even care about the Super Bowl no more. I'm just going to take the money, even though he could have went somewhere else and chased the championship. I'm good. I'll take my $50 million and be quiet. And hey, yeah, I'll act like I'm shocked. That Devontae Adams left, which I don't buy, not for one minute. And, uh, you know, he's going to be happy and right off into the sunset whenever he's ready. But, of course, first round, they get Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. Of course, everybody picking apart um, that Georgia Bulldogs football team. And then and their second pick in round one, they go back to the University of Georgia again and get Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. So they go Georgia, Georgia back to back defensive players in the first round. Round two, they get a wide receiver in Christian Watson, North Dakota State. I know it's the second round, but still. Second round, their second pick, 34th overall. I'm not buying that this is good enough. I'm not buying that this is good enough. We're wide receiver heavy, you got two picks. In the first round, all you did was pick up Sammy Watkins so far in free agency, and he's injury prone, so you really can't count on him that much. I definitely would not call him a number one, and if you're calling him number one, that's not saying much. You should have went wide receiver, wide receiver in the first round. Back to back. Okay, I'm done. I I said I wasn't going to go there. It, it, It happened anyway. I know. I know. Anyway, we're moving on. Round 2, like I said, Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Round 3, Sean Ryan, uh, offensive lineman out of UCLA. Round 4, Romeo Dubes, wide receiver out of Nevada. Round 4, Zach Tom, offensive lineman out of Wake Forest. Round 5, Kingsley and Anab- I'm trying that one time. Linebacker out of South Carolina. Skip down to round seven, they get Tariq Carpenter, hybrid safety out of Georgia Tech. Round seven again, Jonathan Ford, defensive tackle, tackle out of Miami. Round seven again, Rasheed Walker, offensive tackle out of Penn State. And round seven, Samori Tour, a wide receiver out of Nebraska. Um, yeah, getting them in the later rounds to me is not good enough. Um, and we're moving on just because I, I don't even want to get into it with them about what they should have done. I'm done. I'm trying to get off. I'm trying to get away. Leave me alone. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break right there, and we'll get the last two divisions in on the other side of the break. Once again, this is DeVallion, and this is Scout Team Sports. I am your host. We will be back in just a minute after a word from our sponsors. See you in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we're back in it on the other side. I am your host, Devalian, and we are reviewing, recapping, if you will, the 2022 NFL Draft. This is the NFC episode. We've already done the NFC West and the NFC North. Now we're moving on to the NFC South. We're starting off with the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, you know, their biggest thing was Trading Matt Ryan away. Finally moving on from Matt Ryan um, uh, for draft picks and Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Um, and so, with their first round pick, they get Drake London. They picked the first wide receiver out of a wide receiver heavy draft. I get it. got to get uh, more weapons along with um Kyle Pitts, since he's the only thing they have right now, since uh, Calvin Ridley is suspended for an entire season for gambling, uh, which is beyond me, uh, I don't even want to get into it again, uh, but they had to do that, I understand that, uh, Marcus Mariota, they signed in the offseason, so he is their bridge quarterback for on a two year deal, so you had to know that a quarterback had to be in the works, since they were also in the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and did not win. So, of course, Drake London, wide receiver out of USC with their first-round pick. Second round, they get Arnold Ebikiti, edge rusher out of Penn State. Round two again, Troy Anderson, linebacker out of Montana State. Round three, they get a quarterback, Desmond Ritter, corner quarterback out of Cincinnati. Uh, Round three, again, D'Angelo Malone, edge rusher out of Western Kentucky. Round five, Tyler agier running back out of BYU. And then two round six picks, Justin Schaefer, guard out of Georgia. And then John Fitzpatrick, tight end out of Georgia. Georgia has nothing left. How is Georgia supposed to field the day? they have nothing. Do you realize how many times I've said Georgia? <laughs> a draft picks. My goodness. I was like, okay, all the seniors and all the juniors just jumped ship. There is nobody left. Nobody. That's crazy. Wow. But, of course, their most important pickup, I think, is going to be Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. You know that Marcus Mariota is a bridge quarterback. Uh, yes, it is important to get another weapon in Drake London, but you gotta know or have some type of direction in terms of who you think is going to be your next franchise quarterback. And we're I'm I'm definitely thinking and looking forward to seeing Desmond Ritter get some time in the preseason. Um, and who knows, he may challenge he may challenge um, Marcus Mariota for the starting spot. We all know it's it's a thing with Mariota not being able to stay healthy. So if he's not healthy. Uh, he gets hurt during the season, and guess what? Desmond Ritter is up. And then we got to really see what he can do. So I think that's the most important pickup. If they hit right, if they did right, if they got a good pick at Desmond Ritter, then that has to be the most important pickup for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Next, we're going on to the Carolina Panthers. A lot was speculated with them as far as picking up a quarterback since they're not really showing any confidence in what they have thus far. And um, they do get a quarterback, but that's in the third round. We'll get to that. Their first round pick was Ikem Ekwanu, offensive tackle out of NC State. And then in the third round, because they didn't have a second round pick, they get Matt Corral, quarterback out of Mississippi. Not a surprise that they're getting a quarterback, but surprised that they didn't get a quarterback to the third round. I figured they would have gotten uh, a quarterback in the first round. They would have had their pick of the litter of who they wanted, uh, as opposed to um, having to wait uh, waiting till the third round and then getting um, Matt Corral. In terms of you know, they could have gotten Kenny Pickett, but maybe they didn't want Kenny Pickett. Uh, But nonetheless, they get Matt Corral in the third round, quarterback out of Mississippi, who many projected to go much higher. Um, But that, of course, to me, is their most important pickup. They've got to figure out the quarterback position. And I'm pretty sure that he will get ample playing time in the preseason to see what he is made of. Uh, Round four, they get Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State. Round six, Amari Barno, edge rusher out of Virginia Tech. Round six again, Cade Mays, guard out of Tennessee. And round seven, Kaitlin Barnes, cornerback out of Baylor. Uh, of course, in their most important pickup, like we just discussed, Matt Corral, quarterback out of Mississippi. Got to get the quarterback position right. Not even a question. Um, next, we're going to the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, another team that I would have thought was going to get a quarterback. You have Taysom Hill returning, and uh, Jameis Winston coming off of um, that season-ending knee injury was really bad. They also picked up Andy Dalton, Um, but still, I just don't think that that's, I mean, if that's all you have, uh, and look, the Saints didn't have that many picks to begin with, but if that's all you have, I'm, I'm like, I don't don't get it. Now I get their first pick overall. I get uh, picking up Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Wide receiver heavy draft. Go ahead and get you one. You don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. I still don't trust anything that's said about Michael Thomas until I actually see him on the field. I will not trust anything anybody is saying until I see him on the field. So I think that wide receiver is a priority, but also quarterback. But the fact that they did not pick up a quarterback is puzzling to me. Their second first-round pick, Trevor Pinning, offensive tackle out of Northern I- Northern Iowa. Why not get a quarterback? You had your pick of the litter, even though there wasn't that. It wasn't a a quarterback-heavy draft. And I'm thinking they're one of the teams that they're in rebuilding mode anyway. Might as well wait until uh, the quarterback draft, which is supposed to be next year. But there'll be much more, many more uh good quarterbacks coming out that they can pick from. And they're just already calling this first season uh under Dennis Allen a wash. Um, and to me that's evident by who they're picking up here. Just giving him uh somebody to throw to in Chris Olave and Chris in case Michael Thomas is not returning. Um, and then you would say that's probably the most important pickup, but again, um why they're not getting, I don't think that anybody they have a quarterback is who they're going to ride with moving forward. It's just for right now. Uh, Jameis Winston is a bridge quarterback, unfortunately. Uh, Again, their second first round pick, Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Their second round pick, Alonte Taylor, cornerback out of Tennessee. Round five, DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State. And then round six, Jordan Jackson, defensive tackle out of Air Force. And of course, they just picked up Honey Badger, signing Honey Badger, Tyron Mathow to a three-year, $33 million deal the Saints did to strengthen their defense. Then we move on to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. As many affectionately call it, Tampa Bay now. Big question on uh, Gronk returning. I think he will. Um, It's his best buddy Tom Brady. And it's like well it's one more season. You know. Uh, But I think that they were also. keen in on just in case. He doesn't. On top of that he has had. You know several injuries in his career. You never know how he's really feeling. um, You know if he's really going to tell anybody. Um, But. I understand, uh, you know, them wanting to um, be prepared for that just in case. So starting off in the second round, they get two second round. They have two second round picks and they go with defensive end Logan Hall out of Houston. Their second second round pick, they go with Luke Godecki, uh, guard out of Central Michigan. Uh, round three, they get Rashad White running back out of Arizona State. Shout out to Herm Edwards there. Always liked Herm Edwards as a coach, as and as a commentator, as a reporter. Um, Round four, Kate Otten, tight end out of Washington. Round four again, Jake Camarda, punter out of Georgia. Even Georgia's get even Georgia's punters getting drafted. Georgia's punters getting drafted. As good as Alabama has been in college under Nick Saban, I've never seen the the Alabama roster get cleaned out like this before. You would think they're probably the most cleaned out team uh, year after year because of as many national championships as Nick Saban has won. I've never seen it like this before. Never. Even the punter is going to the pros. It's good to be a Georgia Bulldog, man. i tell you that much. <laughs> Round five, Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston State. Round six, Cole Kieft, tight end out of Minnesota. And then round seven, Andre Anthony, linebacker out of LSU. Um, Again, to me, their Achilles heel was their defense. Um, Their defense was not up to par, and I think that's why they lost uh, the game against the Rams in, in the divisional playoff. Yet, you had Ndamukong Su make that one good play. But on top of that... They were down big in the first half of that game. And, um, you know, defense was giving up left and right. And then, you know, like I said, Adam Suh is just a hired gun. He's not a long-term solution. And he made that one play that got them back in the game. But other than that, and then the defense gives up that long pass to Cooper Cup, field goal, and it's done. Your season's over. After literally just seconds before being so exhilarated after Tom Brady... Uh, scoring that uh, touchdown to tie up the game. And it was like, uh, I mean, not, not scoring the touchdown, but leading them down after the turnover. Um, and then um, Leonard Fournette running in the touchdown uh, to tie up the game. So I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I knew the defense was going to do him in. So I have to think that um, their most important pickup is Logan Hall, defensive end out of Houston. And yes, I do see the fact that they got two tight ends to possibly uh compensate for just in case um just in case gronk doesn't return but I think their most important pickup is a defensive end um out of Houston I would have thought that they would have went more defensive heavy in this draft, but they did not so that will conclude the n f c south and we're moving on to the why did I say this one for last? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is poor planning. We just, okay? That's not. That's not nice. All right. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I'll try. I'll try. We're starting off with the new mascot, Washington Commanders in the NFC East. NFC East here, people. NFC East Washington Commanders, nice new logo and all that good stuff. But, um, for the life of me, I would have thought that they would have been more competitive in getting a quarterback, uh, and they don't pick up one until the fifth round. I didn't get that. Uh, they could have had their pick of the litter at any. One of the quarterbacks thus far that was picked up are the most talked about quarterbacks, that being uh, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, um, as well as Matt Corral, because they had the first uh, their first round pick was at pick sixteen, uh, and he did not go quarterback. Uh, so that is surprising to me. And their first round pick, pick sixteen, they get Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. I get that wide receiver heavy draft. Um, but I think the quarterback was a greater need, um, round two, you get Fedarian Mathis, defensive tackle out of Alabama, round three, Brian Robinson, running back out of Alabama, round four, Percy Butler, uh, hybrid safety out of Louisiana, uh, and then round five, of course, Sam Howell, quarterback out of North Carolina, uh, round five, Cole Turner, tight end out of Nevada, round seven, uh, Chris Paul, guard out of Tulsa, and round seven again. Christian Holmes, cornerback out of Oklahoma State. I'm gonna say that the most important pickup uh, was the quarterback out of North Carolina, Sam Howell. Just didn't see why they waited to the fifth round to pick up a quarterback, because uh, Taylor Henicky to me, and while he shows flashes of decentness, I won't even say goodness, not even close to greatness. You can't tell me that you're confident in that being your long-term solution. I mean, I mean Ron Rivera didn't even select that guy. So, I'm like, what, why is he... Okay. Anyway. That was not... I don't care what anybody says. That was not Ron Rivera's pick. That was not. It was not. Um. And I get it. Wide receiver, heavy draft. You get Jahan Dotson. But only one wide receiver... And I know that, you know, they already have Scary Terry, so they wanted to get at least get a decent number two or someone who can emerge as a good number two uh, as long as they are intending to keep uh, <clears throat> Scary Terry McLaren uh, long term. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but waiting till the fifth round to get a quarterback. I don't know. I don't know what what their mindset is, especially with all the controversy that's going on in-house with them. You really don't know what's going on with the Washington Commanders uh and Dan Snyder so you know it's it's you know and I, I, I don't I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz I'm sorry I just don't I don't I do not um I, I just I don't he's gonna have to show me he's gonna have to prove to me Going back to the NFC East now. Going to be playing against his former team, the Eagles. Will that give him enough juice? Will that give him enough motivation? I don't know. I don't know. But it just seems like he's just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision in terms of his gameplay. So until I see improvement, I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz. I don't. So I would have thought that they would have gotten a um, quarterback of the future, if you will. But nonetheless, moving on. Washington's gonna Washington. That's what they wanted to do. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Do you? New York Giants. New York football Giants declining Daniel Jones' fifth option. So you're thinking maybe a quarterback moving forward. A quarterback of the future. Psych! <laughs> Uh, Maybe I think they're another one of those teams that's waiting on next year in the quarterback heavy draft. The assumed quarterback heavy draft. You never know with uh, players uh, making decisions and whatnot. But it's supposed to be a quarterback heavy draft. I think that's what they're waiting for um, since they declined Daniel Jones' fifth option. uh, But he's still going to play. He's still going to start, obviously, because he's the best option they have because they did not draft a quarterback this year. So, we go with, starting off with, of course, in my opinion, most talked about um, pick of theirs, which is rightfully so, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau, um, edge rusher out of Oregon. Uh, In the first round, again, they get Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Round two, Wandale Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky. Um, Joshua Edzidu. Guard out of North Carolina. Card Cordell Flott, cornerback out of LSU in the third round as well. Those are two third round picks. Uh round four, Daniel Bellinger, tight end out of San Diego State. Oh, my mother. San Diego State doing pretty good, I'd say for that for that for this school. Uh, uh you know, I mean it's, they're still they still are kind of looked at as you know they might have one or two good players and you know they get drafted that's about it, uh, but I'm see I'm I'm seeing it pop up quite a bit. i I'm I must say I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. Uh, round four again, uh, safety hybrid out of Iowa, Dane Belton. Then we go to round five, Micah McFadden, linebacker out of Indiana, fifth round again, DJ Davidson, defensive tackle out of Arizona State fifth round again Marcus McKeithen guard out of North Carolina and round six Darian Beavers linebacker out of Cincinnati going to say that their most important pickup was edge rusher Thibodeau Um, they need to shore up have an anchor for that defensive line for that defense to be on point and getting better moving forward uh, I still think uh, it would have been quarterback as well, but I think they're waiting for next year's draft, and they're just going to let Daniel Jones ride it out for this year, but they have to be thinking of a quarterback next year, or else why would you decline his fifth option? Um, so I'd say Thibodeau, their edge rusher, is their most uh, important pickup. A shout-out to Daniel Bellinger, tight end, San Diego State. Hope he does well. woo pumped. Gonna have to go see some college games. let to see how my team is doing. I'm, I'm a matter doing this fall, cranking out some pros, right? Oh, all right. We're moving on, and we go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, with the Eagles trading for, and I was always always saying that uh, they. uh, Jalen Hurts needed a number one. He needs a number one wide receiver, wide receiver, heavy draft, get a wide receiver. Well, they got a wide receiver. They just didn't draft and they traded for him, of course. A.J. Brown coming to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he is going to automatically be their number one wide receiver. So even though they have Devontae Smith, I think A.J. Brown is more of a number one. uh, But having both of them can only help Jalen Hurts. And I really think that's good for Jalen Hurst to see what he really is capable of and what he can really do uh, moving forward. I think that's a good thing for him. So, to me, that's their most important pickup uh, is getting A.J. Brown during the draft. Um, even though they had they did not um, draft another wide receiver, would have thought that they would have gotten another one just to add depth. But nonetheless, that is their most important pickup. It was what they traded for, a pick that they traded for uh, AJ Brown and got AJ Brown from the Tennessee Titans uh, so also in the first round they get Jordan Davis defensive tackle out of Georgia 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 on my mind round two Cam Jurgens, center out of Nebraska round three N'Kobe Dean linebacker out of Georgia on my mind again and then round six they get Kyron Johnson linebacker out of Kansas and round six again, Grant Cal- Calcaterra, tied in out of SMU, and that will conclude for the Eagles. And finally, why did I why did I end with this team? Why? What? Why did I end with this team? Uh, I just I uh, I didn't plan this. I didn't. I, I didn't plan this. I didn't plan this. All you cowboy fans out there, love you. <laughs> I love you. I really do. Especially one in particular in LA. I, she knows who she is. I love her. <clears throat> it's all good, sis. We're good. Love you. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, cowboys, a lot of holes to fill. Uh, I would have thought that, uh, the most glaring need was wide receivers. So, hey, stock, 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 stock. Stock it on up. But they don't get a wide receiver till the third round, and it's out of South Alabama. No disrespect to South Alabama, but I figured they would have stocked up and gotten better at wide receiver first. I get the offensive line was also an issue for them as far as health-wise. But the most glaring need was wide receiver. Wide receiver, top heavy draft. Why not get a wide receiver in the first round? C.D. Lamb can't be the only one you have. Now to trade away to Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup coming off of injury is, does not, is not a vote of confidence, in my opinion, to this fan base uh, in ensuring them that you're thinking about the future and making sure that Dak uh, is productive. Because it's clear, you can see the numbers, when Amari Cooper first got there, uh, Dak Prescott's numbers shot up. And when Armari Cooper would play well, um, Dak looked really good. Um, so the fact that you're not adding another prime weapon to C.D. Lamb is beyond me. I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, but then you get, uh, after Tyler Smith, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Um, you know, it was regarded as regards the most heavily penalized guy in college last year and going to the most heavily penalized offensive line. I, okay, I'm leaving it alone. Y'all do you. You do you. Do what you want to do. Round two, Sam Williams, edge rusher out of Mississippi. Round three, Jalen Tolbert, again, wide receiver out of South Alabama. Round four, Jake Ferguson, tight end out of Wisconsin. And then round five, Matt Co. Wal- Offensive tackle out of North Dakota. Uh, Round 5 again, Deron Bland, cornerback out of Fresno State. Round 5 again, Damone Clark, linebacker out of LSU. Round 5, a fourth time, might as as well. John Ridgway, defensive tackle out of Arkansas. And round 6, Devin Harper, linebacker out of Oklahoma State. Uh, Again, uh, their most important pickup, Jalen Tolbert, um, third round wide receiver out of south alabama i don't understand why you wouldn't have gotten at least two to three wide receivers again get two to three you're bound to at least get one good one out of two to three you don't know how good that one is going to be um but at least you give yourself an opportunity to give a chance yourself a fair chance to get a diamond in the rough Uh, it's much easier to get a diamond in the rough when you get three receivers uh, as opposed to just hoping that that one that you get is it um don't get it, but cowboys do cowboys are gonna cowboys. So that is it. That will conclude the NFC East. And will conclude the NFL draft for the NFC teams. I am your host, DeValian with Scout Team Sports. As I always say, believe until you stop breathing. I appreciate all my subscribers. Please continue to listen, subscribe, and share this podcast with the sports fans, with the football fans, NBA fans, and pro wrestling fans out there. Once again, I am your host, Devalian with Scout Team Sports. I appreciate all my subscribers. Believe until you stop breathing. And we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day, night, evening you <laughs>